We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are inching our way closer to the self-imposed week one deadline for a contract extension between Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And Sarah, just as we were resigning ourselves to the idea that a deal won't be struck, Jackson cracked the door back open to give just a slight glimmer of hope. I'm Sarah Ellison with Bobby Trossett. It's Thursday, September 8th, and this is your morning Ravens vault. So the New York Jets confirmed that Joe Flacco will be the starting quarterback against the Ravens on Sunday. And of course, both he and Jackson reflected on the year they spent together in Baltimore back in 2018. And finally, the first official injury report of the season was released Wednesday. How are the Ravens looking on the health front as they head into week one? Yep, we have all of that and more coming up. Thanks for waking up with the Morning Vault, which is now available on YouTube, where you get the most important Ravens news in just 15 minutes. So the Lamar Jackson contract negotiation process has obviously been a long roller coaster, as we all know. But just as we thought that ride was about to end, Number eight threw us one more curveball, Sarah. He just had to do it, Bobby. He just he had to do it to us. Listen, lots of reporters assumed that with practice now transitioning to the official game preparation, that meant that Jackson's self-imposed week one deadline would have already passed. But Jackson revealed Wednesday that he and the Ravens front office are still actively working on it. As of right now, you know, we're still talking. You know, the week's not over yet, but... Soon, soon, probably be a deadline, probably be cut off after this week. So the natural follow-up question is, well, how soon? Because we're only a couple days away from kickoff. Kickoff, I would not be talking about a contract. <laughs> I'm thinking straight jets around kickoff time. So as far as a deadline on, in your the mind? The end of this week, the end of this week, Friday. I mean, I'm comfortable, but it's probably different because it's, you know, it's your quarterback, not, not an agent, an NFL agent, stuff like that. But I've been pretty cool. Eric's been pretty cool with it. Okay, Sarah. So as of today, Thursday morning, September 8th, we've got about 24 hours left until that deadline is hit. So with a short amount of time left on the clock, did Jackson even remotely reveal if the two sides are close or what do you have on that? Yeah, well, he was asked that question twice, but 
we all know Jackson by now, Bobby. He's not going to give us those details. And why should he? Neither he nor the Ravens want to negotiate via public press conference. But here's what Lamar's response was as to whether or not they're close. I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I think he's addressing up about the contract. You know, I talk Jets. <laughs> One more on, just to follow up on that. Um, on what? On, on, Jets? On Morgan's question. Do you do you feel just one more? Do you feel or how much closer do you feel now as opposed to when you started this process, maybe at the beginning of training camp or the last few weeks? How much closer do you feel now toward an, a, a potential agreement? Uh, I have no clue. You know, you have to ask the guy who I'm talking to. Talk to the gym about that. All right. So for the purpose of this exercise, let's play this out a little bit. Let's say the two sides don't come to a deal, Sarah. What happens next? Well, at that point, Jackson just plays under the final year of his current rookie contract, which will pay him about $23 million. Now, that certainly sounds like life-changing money to anyone listening to this podcast, but it's actually nothing near what franchise quarterbacks have gotten in new deals in just the last couple of months. There are three NFL quarterbacks who have all gotten at least $165 million in fully guaranteed money, while Jackson is currently just promised that $23 million. So now we know the Ravens reportedly offered a deal that was better than what Kyler Murray got, and then the team reportedly gave a, quote, improved offer after Russell Wilson got his. So after seemingly rejecting those deals, reporters were curious if Jackson is at all concerned about a potential injury that could hurt his earning power going forward. Here's Lamar on that. I mean, it was a pretty big risk last season, uh, the year before. You know, um, I wasn't thinking about contract negotiations around that time. This season is going to be the same thing. But, you know, I'm just playing football. You know, anything can happen, but God forbid, any, you know, the wrong thing happen. You know, I'm keeping God first and just playing ball. Like I've been doing. So, Sarah, we have plans to get more into the matchup against Joe Flacco in just a minute or two, but he took the same risk in his fifth year on his rookie contract that Lamar Jackson seems to be taking right now. People often say that just like Flacco did, Jackson has been betting on himself in the last year or so. But Jackson has said he doesn't see it that way, and Flacco himself said the same thing on Wednesday. Listen to this. I didn't really view it as betting on myself, and therefore I didn't really have to put any extra pressure on myself. I was confident in the player that I was and what was going on at that time and what it all is. And I, I'm sure he feels the same way. He's confident in the player that he is and he's going to be that player and all that. So I think at the end of the day, he probably feels like it's all going to settle where it should as long as he continues to play football. I know people like to talk about that and bet on yourself, but I don't think that we really look at it that way. I just think that we kind of look at ourselves as the football players that we are and see what's out there and know the nature of the business and it just kind of is what it is when it comes to contract talks. Yeah, that's some nice perspective from Joe Flacco there. He has walked in Jackson's shoes and he negotiated with the same front office as Jackson did. But Bobby, here's some more perspective from current teammate Marlon Humphrey. So because the media is hyper-focused on this situation, everyone on the outside sees the contract as a massive distraction. But according to Humphrey, it's not a distraction because of the way Jackson handles it. And on top of that, let's just say Humphrey still thinks a deal is going to get done. He doesn't really talk about it, so it uh, hasn't really been a distraction. I think um, it's definitely interesting, though, how it's going for sure. But um, nobody really knows what's going on. He, you know, he's his own agent. So I guess whatever conversations are happening, hopefully they're good. Hopefully they can get uh, get done pretty pretty soon here and uh, – 
But I, I have no doubt he'll be here for his whole career. So I'm excited about that, being his teammate for a long time. Still to come here on The Vault, reaction from both Baltimore and New York on the showdown between the Ravens and their former Super Bowl MVP winning quarterback, Joe Flacco. Stay tuned. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Bobby, the Lamar Jackson-Joe Flacco showdown was all but confirmed until yesterday. It is officially happening. Yeah, Sarah, it's definitely happening. Then versus now in Baltimore, if you will, right? Here's Jets head coach Robert Sala on the decision to go with Flacco over second-year QB Zach Wilson, who recently underwent arthroscopic knee surgery. With everything with the quarterback side, we just made the decision to, that he's not quite ready, and uh, and we're rolling with Joe. Yeah, well, it's no surprise they're giving Wilson more time, seeing as his knee surgery was literally less than a month ago. And I've said before, Bobby, I felt the Jets were just playing the game within the game, pretending Wilson might be able to go. Right, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. We see that across the NFL year in and year out. Why rush your franchise QB back when the Super Bowl MVP and grizzled veteran is waiting in the wings and has a chance to face his former longtime team? Lamar Jackson was asked about matching up with his former mentor. Here's what he had to say during his media availability. Actually, Ryan, I'm not going against Joe. The defense is. I'm going against the Jets' defense. But, um, you know, he meant a lot. Playing with the uh, Super Bowl quarterback, seeing what he did on the field, stuff like that, how he took apart the game, took apart practice and stuff like that. Seeing him sling the ball from one side of the field to the to the next side of the field, to the from the 20, uh, 20 to the opposite opponent's 20, it was it was ridiculous, man. It'd be a great center. He was still the starter, you know, when I got here. Um, it was nothing awkward going on in the locker room, you know. If I if I asked if I asked a question in the meeting room or something like that, he'd give me an answer. It was no like pettiness going on with um Joe, you know, he was being professional. A real professional quarterback. So it was it was all good. Yeah, I love how he made it clear right out of the gate, Bobby, that Sunday isn't just a Lamar versus Joe matchup. 
the media tends to push that storyline from a national angle. But to me, it's more about Odafe Owe and Justin Houston versus Joe Flacco or Marcus Peters and Marlon Humphrey against Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah, Sarah. I mean, that's no surprise, right? Time and time again, we see those national angles taken by national media. But in all fairness, I think we could both agree that this is a QB matchup that will be talked about in Baltimore for a long time, regardless of the final outcome. Here's Joe Cool on Action Jackson. You know, a lot of what he's good at, you can see pretty early on. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, uh, he, he jumps off yeah. the field. You know, he jumps off the film and, and, and in person in terms of how good of an athlete he is and, and all those things. So you don't always know where that's going to go and, yeah. and stuff like that. I mean, you've seen plenty of players that you feel like can play <laughs> and they don't right. end up being able. You know, they don't end up working out for whatever reason. But like I said, a lot of the things that he does well and that you see him do, yeah. it's it's not like you can hide a lot of that stuff. Yeah. So how do you simulate that in practice? Again, you don't have to worry about it, but <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. No, yeah, I mean, you, you just got to make sure you're playing defense the way you yeah. know sound good defense and playing as a team and yeah. and a very business like John Harbaugh weighed in on this conversation as well. Probably before the game, it'll be good to say hello, you know. But once you get into the game, it's the game, you know. And we've got to defend their offense and. And Joe's ability to play in that offense, and that's really what we're looking at. We talked about it today. We anticipated Joe would be the guy. That's who we talked about today in our meetings, and uh, we're on track, and we're going to have to do a good job. I mean, Joe's a heck of a quarterback. Uh, he's capable of making plays, making throws. He's experienced. He knows what he's doing. I think that they're confident in him. So we're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to be at our best to put our best foot forward defensively against that offense on Sunday. And finally, the aforementioned Marlon Humphrey was asked to think back to his two seasons he spent as a teammate of Flacco's. I remember Joe's uh, count, white 80. White 80. So it, uh, I'm used to that a little bit, but it'll, it'll be good to see Joe again. I got a lot of respect for him. Hopefully uh, he just plays decent. You know, he doesn't play, you know, and we play pretty well, but uh, it'll, it'll be really good to see Joe again. Well, this is all definitely nostalgic and certainly a walk down memory lane, but as we heard from Harbaugh, one Sunday at 1 o'clock rolls around on 9-11 in New York, no less. None of this will be remotely relevant. Okay, Sarah, so we are back in regular season mode, as you know, which means teams are required to release official injury reports ahead of the weekend's games. So what is the health status of the Ravens? Dare I even ask? You should dare because it's not terrible news here. The health of the Ravens is looking better day by day. Just like earlier this week, 52 of the 53 players on the roster participated in practice. The only player to miss was rookie defensive lineman Travis Jones. Then there were three other players that participated but were limited. That list includes left tackle Ronnie Stanley, running back J.K. Dobbins, and cornerback Marcus Peters. Okay, so for now, only Jones could be ruled out, but all the others seem to have a chance. Did Harbaugh talk about any of them specifically? Yeah, he was asked about whether J.K. Dobbins will play, and here's his reply. He's really ascending quickly, especially in the last you know week, week and a half. My plan is to decide by the end of the week which backs will be up. Uh, just you know, really with J.K., is kind of measure where he's at in terms of how he's moving, and uh, same with the other guys. So. Uh, but he's practicing out here, and we'll see you know, by the end of the week where we're at. Lamar Jackson also said Dobbins is getting better day by day, adding, quote, hopefully he will be out there in a couple of weeks. And speaking of the running back position, we all know that Gus Edwards is still on that PUP list, but 
he gave an update on his Instagram account, which read, for everybody wondering about my recovery, I'm doing great and I'm very close. I've been a ghost because I've been grinding. I can't wait for y'all to see all the work God, me, and my trainers have been putting in. Close quote. Yeah, Sarah, that's great news. And Gus isn't the only Raven, too, to kind of be grinding in silence, right? We've seen that from fellow running back and teammate J.K. Dobbins throughout the course of his recovery, trying to come back from that torn ACL. We obviously wish Gus Buss and Dobbins as well the best as they continue to rehab. And we hope to see Edwards himself back soon, perhaps as early as week five. But Sarah, Tyus Bowser is also on the PUP list still. So at the very earliest, like Edwards, we wouldn't see him until week five. Any update, though, specifically? Yeah, a small but positive note on him. According to Jeff Zrebeck of The Athletic, Bowser was working on the practice field Wednesday. That's plenty early enough from his first eligible availability for week five, as you said. Now, Zrebeck wrote of Bowser, quote, first time he's been out there in front of media and he was moving around well. Ravens are hopeful that he'll be ready to go as soon as he's eligible to play. Sarah, stop me if you think this is too much, but it sounds like we're on a little bit of a roll here with good injury news. So if I may... Can I just ask, is there anything else you want to add to the list? It's too good to be true. Well, there is one more thing, but it is not too good to be true. Odafe Owe also posted on Instagram an update, and he said that he is shedding his shoulder brace heading into his second year. Bobby, he seems to be 100% heading into week one. And listen, as much as I love Joe Flacco and as much as I appreciate his Super Bowl MVP win with the Ravens, Come Sunday, Bobby, he is the opponent, and it will be time to unleash Odafe Owe without that brace. And of course, we don't wish injuries on anybody, especially Joe Flacco, but I don't feel conflicted at all. I would love Owe to start off the season with a bang by notching multiple sacks on Flacco. And before we jump, some other quick news items you need to know, beginning with this from Ravens defensive end Calais Campbell, who was asked about his versatility on the edge, given Baltimore's well-documented lack of outside linebacker depth. I enjoy being on the edge, you know. Um, I mean, you know, you're going against tight ends. You know, tight ends can't block me, honestly, you know. <laughs> but, uh, but, I mean, at the end of the day, though, um, you know, I mean, I, I'll play wherever they put me and just want to get on the field and try to help the team win with a football game. So, uh, but, uh, you know, definitely I feel like, you know, we did a little bit of it in camp, and I think it looked really good. You know, I felt, I felt, you know, just at home doing it like I used to. So uh, it's no big deal. But um, at the end of the day, I think that, you know, whoever we put out there, you know, we, we have a, we have an arsenal of weapons at every, I mean, all over the place. Elsewhere, Joe Flacco was a guest on the Jets official team podcast and had this hilarious exchange with former teammate and now turned ESPN analyst Bart Scott. Um, and who has the Corvette, by the way? <laughs> It's in a garage in, my, in a house my brother's staying in right now. <laughs> <laughs> Did you sign it? Like, are you preserving it? Or are you just like, yeah, man? You know, I barely. Uh, is it next to the I Volvo? Barely, I barely. Is it back in to the, the car? No- but it is. It's kind of like a trophy. It has like you know, it has it has Super Bowl MVP next, right next to the VIN number. You know, there's something kind of cool about that. Yeah. I mean, I'd say so. Uh, <laughs> Your kids are just gonna jump in and play. Yeah, you're right. Like, hey, you know, yeah, that's really important. They'll look like idiots driving that thing around. I don't think so. Maybe, maybe my daughter. I don't know. Um, 
And finally, you know, newly signed receiver Demarcus Robinson had a monster debut in the Ravens' preseason finale. But did you know that his uncle, Marcus Robinson, owns the Ravens' record for most receiving touchdowns in a game? Robinson reacted to that news on the latest episode of Ravens Wired. Listen to this. Well, he had one game where he had four four touchdowns against the Seahawks. Uh, I watched that on YouTube a couple times, and I was like, dang, man, he was big. He used to run people over. And... I didn't know he held the record for that. That's super cool. Uh, yeah, I got to go get that record, though. <laughs> but he's excited for sure. I told him he should come back, man, just to say, hey, say what's up, because a lot of guys uh, have talked about him. So I'm like, man, come down. Come come see what Baltimore we're talking about. Thanks for listening to the Morning Ravens Vault. We created our show to keep you plugged into all things Ravens. So if you love our show, please tap that follow button and share it with a friend. We can also be reached by email via BaltimoreRavensVault at gmail.com. And as of this week, the Ravens Vault podcast is now available on YouTube. Please consider subscribing to our channel ahead of week one. All you have to do is simply search Ravens Vault podcast on YouTube. Yeah, that's all the time we've got today, but we will be back Friday morning with the Ravens news you need to know. So come on back and start your day with us here on the Ravens Vault. Yeah.